0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington.
1: And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On
0: this edition of the show, we are going to discuss Kentucky football, just scooping up all kinds of awards. Then we're going to talk a big name in recruiting that Kyle did a nice piece on on The Athletic. And we'll wrap with a little bit more bowl talk. We will discuss some of the comments that players had to say yesterday evening. We'll start, though, with all these
1: awards, Kyle. Pretty crazy, uh, well, season, but day for Kentucky for Mark Stoops. I mean, everything is kind of breaking his way over the last couple of weeks. After... You know, People were all up in the arms following the Tennessee game. Things have gone pretty exclusively positive for Kentucky. They've won the last two regular season games, destroyed Louisville. Jeff Brom backed out uh, of a, a reu- reunion with his alma mater at Louisville, which was going to be a problem for them recruiting. I think it was going to be a thorn in their side. Might have opened up the possibility that their best recruit would consider Louisville. That didn't happen, and now I don't think there's anything Louisville could do, anybody they could hire that could make a huge splash in that regard. No. I think Kentucky is likely to continue to, uh, with their recent re-emphasis on locking down the state of Kentucky and the best guys that are available in the state and the city of Louisville, they're in much better position to do that now, and... They get a Citrus Bowl invitation to play Penn State, a chance to have their first 10-win season since 1977 by going through a name opponent that quite possibly won't be all that enthused about being there. Mm-hmm. And finally, as you mentioned today, the All-SEC AP uh, voting came out, The the writers in the league. Mark Stoops is the SEC Coach of the Year. Uh, I need to pull up his contract while we're talking. I can't remember if he gets a bonus for that. I'm sure he does. He got 250 grand for every win after seven, so that he's already made a fortune. I thought they were all win-based. I might I be wrong. I think that there's some coaching awards, truly, in there. Um, SEC Coach of the Year, that is no small thing. Um, then SEC Defensive Player of the Year, Josh Allen. Three guys on the first team, Josh Allen, uh, Bunchy Stallings, and Benny Snell, all first team all-SEC, I can't recall a time that they had three on the first team, uh, and a fourth, uh, Mike Edwards, on the second team. That's, that is really impressive. A, a couple things. Mark Stoops, who took over a 2-10 and 10 team with OVC talent, went 2-10 and 10 in his first season, is SEC Coach of the Year in Year 6. Josh Allen, who no one else offered a scholarship besides Monmouth, no FBS program, A two-star recruit is the SEC defensive player of the year and probably a top ten pick. I mean, just that's a to me. If you put Bud Dupree on one side and Josh Allen on the other side of a a glossy mailer, that's all you need to do to recruit defensive linemen or Mm -hmm. linebackers. Well, Mark
0: Stoops, yeah, and if put Bjorn
1: Warner on there from Florida State, a three-star recruit who became a first-round pick.
0: Yeah, and if you're if you're sending that out to JUCO twos, put Zedarius Smith on the on the other side of Bjorn.
1: (laughs) I mean. They've got some something, I mean, we were talking I, I not even a year ago, it was, boy, they better get some guys drafted next year, because they've been on kind of an NFL draft drought, and only, part of that was only because so many guys kind of surprised people and came back. They would have had three or four guys drafted last year.
0: I don't think any one player was a surprise that came back, but them all coming yeah. back probably was a surprise.
1: So now you got Josh Allen's going to get drafted, Benny Snell's going to get drafted, You know, Josh Allen high. High, you know, the NFL equivalent of the lottery. Benny probably in the second or third round, maybe. Mike Edwards going to get drafted. Darius West is going to get drafted. Do they have any linemen? I'm trying to think if there's anybody. Well, else. Bunchy,
0: I mean, Bunchy will get. He, he's, he's a is, senior.
1: Well, yeah, he's getting drafted.
0: And Asaf Jay is a senior as well. Maybe
1: he'll get a, somebody else sign that yeah. guy. They'll. I mean, if he goes to the combine, he'll get drafted probably.
0: Well, well the thing with that I always remember about. Big George is when he was a freshman and Benching four twenty. Yeah. ridiculous amounts <laughs> yeah. and uh, talking to CJ Johnson, aka poop Johnson, poop man. Yep. Uh he was just like, That boy is strong. He don't even know what he's doing in the weight room and he's outlifting everybody. Yeah, and I
1: mean he, he kinda over got overhyped early because of how freakishly strong he was and sort of the, the Paul Bunyan esque Yeah. but if he goes to the if he goes to the combine he's gonna yep. be impressive in that regard. And he's moved around a bunch, played a lot of places on the line. I, I think he's a guy who get a look. Bottom line, I mean, they could get six or seven or more guys drafted this year. That's going. That narrative is going away. So now you've got the wins. You've gotten better almost every year in that regard. You're going to have a huge draft class. You you got you coached up a two star into the player of the year. You're the coach of the year. There's a bunch of stuff that they can use in recruiting the next generation of players at Kentucky, this is some massive momentum for a program. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can understate how big a year this is for them. I think it validates a lot for Stoops, especially if they beat Penn State. I think you ride into the offseason and, the, and you know, with what, a handful of guys you're targeting after the early signing period, yeah. the late signing period, and going into the, fo- the following year's class with so much more credibility on the recruiting trail. You know, early on they were selling drawings and not real facilities, and then they got the real facilities. And and then they were selling dreams about what the on-the-field product could look like, not actual production. Now they have that. You know, they were selling – Mark Stoops got guys to the NFL at a crazy level at other places but not Kentucky, and that's about to change. I mean – There's there's not a whole lot you can use against Mark Stoops right now if you're recruiting against him, Um, you know. And you go beat Penn State, it's gonna be easy to walk into Ohio high schools and say, you know, which they're not head to head with Ohio State a lot in recruiting, but they're head to head with Penn State quite a bit and Michigan State. And you walk in there and say, well, other than Ohio State. You know, if you want to you play close to home and, and be be the next best thing, it's Kentucky. I just think all of this taken collectively is huge. You know, you mentioned Penn State
0: maybe not being motivated for this, and I don't know. James Franklin is, is it fair to call him a lunatic?
1: James Franklin?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I kind of think he's a dirtbag. Well, I mean, I didn't mean that. I just meant from a. I don't really care I mean, about that. I, oh, I, no, I was just saying, Penn, I'm talking about Penn State's motivation because they were one spot away from being in the New, oh, Year, New yeah. Year's Six.
1: Sorry for him. I, I just think I, my thing about him has always been he got off so easy about his and his staff's involvement in the sexual assault that happened when he was at Vanderbilt involving multiple players. And it was a very ugly story. And there were some very ugly connections to him and his staff about what they knew, what they shared, how they may or may not have been involved in making that, try to make that go away. I I don't think he's ever had to face up to that to the full extent. And then for to go to a place like Penn State, mm-hmm. where they got what their their deal is. And he's a choker. I mean, <laughs> the guy is, you know, he's choked. He, I mean, he, what he did at Vanderbilt was a pretty incredible thing on the field to get Vanderbilt to nine wins. Um, but at Penn State, I think he's been a little disappointing. That could be. That's fair, I guess. Comparatively, I mean, you're at Penn State. You're supposed to beat Ohio State, and you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to win those games and be in the mix. In the mix for the national championship. Well, they weren't even in. The, they weren't even. They were just barely in the mix for the. New Year's Day Bowl. Okay. That's not. I mean, to me, that's that's not up to Penn State standard. This is me being overly negative because I I have a, a generally negative impression of James Franklin. That's fair. I I think he's I a I think he's a flim flam man. He's a smooth smooth talker. I think he's completely full of it. Yeah, that's my that's my impression.
0: We'll probably get a lot more into Penn State as these weeks roll on. But coming up next, we are going to tell you about the number one player, according to 247, in the 2019 class. Kyle has a story about him up on The Athletic. We're going to break that down, including what his thoughts are on Kentucky. But first, I do want to tell you about Sling TV. You know, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And if you're sick of paying for 20 channels, you never even use just so you can see your team win. Sling TV is the best way for you to have a TV. You can watch college football, college basketball, all kinds of sports. It's just 30 bucks a month, and that'll get you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can upgrade and downgrade your package. Plus, at any time, you can cancel. Right now, locked on listeners get a seven day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S L I N G dot com slash locked on. You are locked on, Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So, Kyle, you got a chance to talk with the people
1: around Anthony Edwards. Yeah, the new number one overall recruit in the class of 2019, which puts Kentucky back in the mix to maybe get the number one player uh, after missing on James Wiseman, the former number one player. Uh, Edwards is a six-five shooting guard who has been compared to James Harden, and mostly in his crazy scoring ability, he can get it all over the floor. He can put it put it on the floor and, and attack, pull up, uh, you know, create his own shot. Come off screens and get to sh- get a shot. He hit, I think, 28 threes in 11 games on the Under Armour circuit. So uh, pretty prolific three-point shooter. I think 45% from three during the regular season. Uh, Average 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists, a couple steals. Um, really, really, really good player. He reclassified basically because he's too damn good to be mm-hmm. spending two more years in high school. So he's reclassified I think over Thanksgiving his coach told me high school coach told me they were in a practice over the holidays when that announcement went public and he got back to his phone and he had like 20 messages from you know Duke Kentucky everyone else every every blue blood in America <laughs> and then some wanting in on that uh and they'd all been and made contact before but really have ratcheted it up now that he's more imminently coming out The prevailing wisdom on him is that it's Florida State, and and I talked to his high school coach about that. His high school coach played at Georgia Tech, and one of the assistants there, one of his college assistants that that coached him, uh, is now at Florida State and is really plugged into the Atlanta area, which is where um, Anthony Edwards plays. And uh, at Holy Spirit uh, Prep um, said that he's been on him since he was a freshman. Florida State has. They've been, they've created quite a relationship there, Leonard Hamilton and his staff, and that they are. I mean, he acknowledged that what people have have said that that they are going to be hard to beat, and Georgia will be a factor. You know, his home state hmm. school. He took his first official visit this past weekend, and it was to Georgia, um, old Tom Crean. But, you know, he said legitimately, Kentucky has a shot. Um, He said every time they talk about colleges, Kentucky comes up. He knows all about their tradition, their history of putting guys in the NBA. He's an NBA. He's a a soon-to-be NBA player. You know, a year year and some change from now. He's an NBA player, and so he's looking at who's going to help him achieve that goal. And Obviously, Kentucky has a a pretty good rep there. Uh, Calipari's had nine first-round draft picks in his backcourt in nine years at Kentucky, so he can point to that it's interesting like how how good is this kid uh, the his high school coach is the grandson of lefty Drizel, and I have a, a whole, whole piece on this up on the athletic right now if you go to the athleticcom or our app um, also we have holiday gift subscriptions you can give somebody a subscription at a discount for three months a year or two years um, or you can gift one to yourself Um and you get a shirt still or is not? That, no, the shirt just deal Black is Friday. over. But we'll. Uh, well, that's just. I'm I'll sure just have to take one from Kyle's. It'll closet. come back around again. I actually ordered a bunch to give uh, to some of my friends. So uh, you might. Yeah. You if you're not, if, whether you're naughty or nice, Curtis, <laughs> will determine. Ha- Happy Christmas! <laughs> now advertise yeah, my wear website. My, <laughs> wear my brand. Be my billboard. <laughs> this for you. Um, but his, anyway. His high school coach is Lefty Drizelle's grandson. Uh, the Hall of Fame coach, Coach Lynn Bias, and a bunch of other, John Lucas, a bunch of other greats, coached at Maryland, Davidson. And he said, it's so funny, he's I called Granddad. I said, Granddad, I got the number one player in the country. And he said, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. He has the Tidewater, Virginia draw. Uh, Lefty's from Norfolk, Virginia, where I used to work. Um, but Lefty, recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, Naismith Hall of Fame, spoke to one of his fellow Hall of Famers, who's still an active head coach, at a major program, and he said, "Lefty, this dude. If there was a an NBA draft tomorrow, this dude would be the number one pick." And so Lefty had to concede to his grandson. I guess you got a pretty good player. Um, but that's you know, a Hall of Fame coach who is aware of this kid and is recruiting him said, "This guy's the number one pick," and he could still be just a junior in high school and was as of technically as of just two weeks ago. So he's a really good player. Everybody wants him. Uh, Florida State's been on him the longest but Cal Perry and Kentucky are not going to go gently in that recruitment You know they, they know the talk they know the narrative that they can't get those kind of guys anymore I think Cal is actively willingly tweaking some things from what I gather talking to people around the program he's not going to take this sitting down and uh, I think he's going to make a big push for this kid for Matthew Hurt who just visited number 7 player in the class power forward just visited this weekend. Saw a great crowd at Rep Arena for a really good game, and a, one of the best games Kentucky's played this year. Uh, and for Jaden McDaniels, the number five player in the class uh, out in Washington. So, you know, to summarize, I, I would still say Florida State's most likely to get this kid. But Kentucky's going to make a push, and I think I think we'll see Kentucky be really aggressive trying to finish this class, and I think maybe take a different, more aggressive approach to the 2020 class coming up.
0: If they finish that way though, that forces Calipari to play a different style of basketball, right? I mean because Well, it, yeah, I mean
1: if they get let's say they got Edwards and they got one of McDaniels or Hurt. And and even if they got both. Or they don't get Edwards and they just get Hurt and McDaniels. They're going to they're uh, unless something crazy happens with big man recruiting, they are going to play differently next year cuz unless Montgomery and Richards both come back. But in but still that would e- Even if they do I don't know that you have a reliable true five, man. I mean, Montgomery's really a stretch four. And how much, yeah. I... Uh, like, yeah, I think they're going to play different next year. I do. Um, and if they, I mean, look, if they get Edwards, you've got Edwards and Maxie. they're really just kind of like combo guards. Either one of them can have the ball in their hands. You got Whitney on a wing. If you had a 6'10 wing and McDaniels, if you had a Hurt, who, or, Hurt and or a Montgomery who could play, you know, be a, a four or a five who steps out and shoots jump shots and makes them uh they're a, they're gonna have they're gonna have to play different um offensively and defensively but offensively I think they could be very fun to watch and if Tyler if Tyler hero is not a one and done which I think he's coming along nicely but right now yeah I, think I don't th- I don't see it if you got a guy like that back with all those dudes I mean spread the floor and shoot the hell out of it You know they've all this talk about we're not going to shoot it thirty times a game. I bet you are next year. (laughs) You know, I bet you are next year, and I'll sign me up to watch that. I don't know if they, you know, run run over people, but there'd be some games where they would be really really fun to watch. I mean, and Edwards, if they get Edwards, just leave Calipari alone. You know, me included, leave him alone because that that would be a huge coup, and it would also mean they have they have next year's version of Zion and our. Or RJ. They got the best, most dynamic, explosive playmaking, scoring dude in the country. They would be instantly uh, a Final Four contender again. A- and, you know, they'd have one of those dudes who dunked on their heads in the opener. That would be
0: exciting to watch. And uh, to be honest, I'm disappointed that I don't get to see that those dudes. Like, yes. you've been talking Zion forever. We got yeah. a little bit of, I guess, oh, yeah. Malik Monk was one of those guys, but he never finished.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like like I've said before, Zion and and Miles Bridges are like the. I don't care. I'm you know I'm not like Kentucky fans. I don't care who they get really. Other than like I hope they get a, enough okay. good guys to be good and like interesting and compelling. Because otherwise, nobody's going to care to read about them. Uh, but I'm not like invested in any way. I'm not sad when they don't get somebody except. I'll admit I was a little sad when I when I didn't get uh, knowing I wouldn't get to cover Miles Bridges or Zion because they were such electric high school players and they obviously became electric college players and some of the stuff they do those are the guys who once or twice a game if not more are gonna do something that just drops your jaw and uh, you know there hasn't been that guy here in a while Anthony Davis used to do some crazy stuff like that yes he did. Nerlens to in a different way, even like the game. I'll never forget the game against Ole Miss where he had thirteen blocks or twelve, and like eight of them came when he had four fouls. That was ridiculous. Blocking dunks, guys coming right at him, the dunk on him. He's got four fouls and he's just swatting the crap out of it. Um, you know, the as much as anything, the wins and the losses or whatever. Like people also want to see like an entertaining product. Uh, you know, a star. And like right now, Kentucky doesn't have that guy. Last year, they didn't really have that guy. Monk was, you know, Monk was the last guy. And Fox, to an extent, like towards the end. But it was kind of Monk was the guy who could go just berserk. Jamal Murray, even though that was a bad team, it was interesting. That team was interesting because that dude could just catch fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to get one of those dudes. They got. They got to get somebody who could just go nuts.
0: Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more football. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, we need to mention the fact that Zaire Hughes has been uh, arrested and accused of assaulting his girlfriend. Oh, no. Mark Stoops sent out a comment on Sunday night and said, We are aware of the situation. We're in the process of gathering information. Proper behavior is an expectation of our program, and we will address this as the facts are determined. He was charged with fourth-degree assault, which is a misdemeanor. He was booked. He was picked up on Woodland Avenue near UK campus at 4.19 a.m. on Sunday, and according to an arrest report, it said that Hughes intentionally caused physical injury to his girlfriend, who had bruising and uh, fresh fresh scratches. So we will give you the information about that as we find out more, but obviously that is a bad situation for everyone involved. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes after this. On Sunday night, Kentucky players spoke with the media. Mark Stoops is out recruiting. We got a chance to talk to Cash Daniel, Terry Wilson, and Athletic Director Mitch Barnhart. Mitch Barnhart played the politician and didn't take any kind of bait (laughs) when he was asked about the playoff committee's ranking. He also said that he didn't reach out to Rob Mullins because that would be inappropriate, which is accurate. (laughs) I mean, you're not supposed to kind of make those overtures when your team's under consideration. So, but of course, um, well, actually, here's the bit of news I wanted to get to from Terry Wilson. Then we'll have fun with Cash Daniels at the very end. Um. I asked Terry when his injury happened cuz he talked about how he was injured during the season, he admitted that after the Louisville game and many people had discussed it. There had been talk about it during the year. Someone told me that who should know said that he was hurt, but then when you asked him or Stoops during the season, they both said nothing was out of out of, out of whack. Um, but he said he got injured at, uh, around the Texas A&M game and since then he's been in the treatment room and you know, he gave the the, the cliche, you're never going to be 100% during an SEC season. But obviously, when you look at the Louisville game, he was as close to his 100%, I think, as, as he's been since the beginning of the season. So, and I, I should probably look it up a little bit closer, but when you're talking about the decline in the offensive production, it's probably has some kind of correlation to this injury. Cause well, it, yeah,
1: and we, you know, we talked about <clears throat> some weeks like after games. It was it, it appeared that there he was hesitant, yes. even on like plays where it looked like it would open up for him to take off and run, that he was hesitant to do that. Um, I, you know, you could argue too that it looked like he was almost cringing when he felt like the pocket was collapsing around him because he didn't want to get clobbered. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same deal as when all of a sudden like the forward pass went away with Steven Johnson, the guy who was like the home run king in his first season, you know, halfway through his second season, he looked, I mean, it looked like a guy, just like a bunch of popsicle sticks, like taped together, you know, with a football Velcro to one of them. (laughs) I mean, he could hand off and, and overthrow CJ Conrad and get sacked. That was it. And, 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 and the, you know, and then the best he played was in the bowl game. And we found when out. he had a month to get healed up a little bit and you found out he was injured at like every body part every both major shoulders, joint. <laughs> right both shoulders and knee i mean yep it turns out that if your quarterback has multiple injuries it's hard to play quarterback That's in the true. SEC um especially if you're a runaround guy you know if if you're a run to run or just a run to buy time guy and you got a bad wheel or something else is hurting you um, it's gonna it's gonna limit you, and you know there's no greater cure for an ailing quarterback than Louisville's defense. So we got to say that, like even though he looked the best he's looked, that's also because Louisville's defense was yeah. atrocious. But beyond like what the stats say, he threw probably three, maybe four, just perfect balls, good deep balls. A couple of them were dropped. You know, a couple home run balls basically uh, hit Bowden right in the back of the end zone. Not to wave your hands like a castaway on an <laughs> island, but touchdown. But the other one, the next one, hit him in stride, you know, tiptoeing out the back of the end zone. That was a great throw. Uh, the other throw to the freshman with Ali was a great throw. The runs, like he looked, he looked explosive
0: the, again. Yeah, I think that's the most obvious place.
1: So... Yeah, and now he gets another. However, many was it end up being five weeks between the last game and yeah, um, yeah. and the bowl game. I think five weeks. He'll be fresh. I, I would assume be very close to fully mm-hmm. healthy, if not fully healthy. Um, and again, I think an underrated thing about this matchup is you get a shot at a name opponent, but a name opponent who might not be happy to be there. Yep. And we've seen that, like Florida didn't want any part of the Sugar Bowl and this will make Louisville fans mad, but it is a fact. It happens all the time, every year in multiple bowl games. That Florida team was, what, 11-1 and and was mad it was in the Sugar Bowl yeah, and just got destroyed by Louisville in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I mean, I think you could see a situation like that here, although I like Penn State's quarterback quite a bit. McSorley's going to be a, a serious problem for them. Um, a lot of time to talk about the bowl matchup, but...
0: Did you hear Cash Daniels' comments on Josh Pascal, Kyle? No. Okay. We're going to play him for Kyle and you right now.
2: You ever, like, when you look at, like, in a living room and you, like, look at one piece of furniture, like a carpet, you're like, wow, that really ties the room together? <laughs> That's what Josh does to this team. Josh ties his team together, you know. And as funny as you want to put it, but seriously, that guy is the, heart, the heartbeat of this team. And uh, he brings everybody together, like, when we're feeling down or, you know, we think we can't go harder or this and that. You know, we look over at Josh and we think, well, you know, the whole season, you know, this kid would be literally would give anything to be out there with us. And you know, a couple of weeks ago when he got his chance, you know, that was really special and it was something that I know he'll never forget, and I know that I'll never forget to be able to out there and experience and hear the crowd go crazy when when he came on the field and when he made his tackle and you know, and getting to play with him against Louisville and now with the third game in here, you know, at the bowl game and then all next season, you know, it's uh, it's it's truly really special because you know the, the guys resilient, really hard worker, through the whole process, never saw him in a bad mood, easily could have quit, gave up on it, but no, he was a fire and he was a worker. You know, when we were out there practicing, when he was throwing around his scooter in there bench pressing, curling, whatever he could do, because he knew he was going to get back, because he knew he was going to beat it. And I think with a person like that, you know, it's, it's they're just a the tough dude. Basically, like that's all I always said, tough times, you know, don't last, but tough people do. You know, and Josh Pascal, you know, is definitely a tough, tough, one tough dude.
1: Do you have any pieces of furniture that tie a room together, Kyle? Uh first of all, Cash Daniel is an unbelievable quote. <laughs> what I mean, like both like funny, silly, goofy, intense, pro wrestling style, but also thoughtful. I mean, really thoughtful. Uh also, the last thing I ever expected Cash Daniel to make reference to is, how, is like, feng shui. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it was actually uh, The Big Lebowski. Oh, is that what it's from? Because uh, someone,
0: someone followed up. Yeah, isn't there a scene, and that's been a while since I've seen the movie, where somebody peed on a carpet and he threw it out and he's like that really tied the room together, I miss it, or something along those lines. I feel like that was- that So was that's what the, it came from? Because it was asked about, someone asked him later, says, is there an actual piece of furniture that you looked at and it tied a room together? And he goes, you know the Big Lebowski? Man, that really tied the room together. Yeah, it did, man. That's what I was going through my head. Great movie, if you haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's even better. But I'm a little sad that, that Cash Daniel isn't like a room, a room designer, like- Find, well, he, he should be now after he gets done with football. Yeah. He, he needs to open up a design. That would be a great com- – just cut that clip and play it at the start <laughs> of all his furniture store commercials. That's, that's, a, that's a great quote and uh, analogy and just sentiment about Josh Paschal. Um, what a cool – of all the, the cool stories Kentucky football has going this year, that's a really – that's way up there. Yep. Maybe the coolest because – you know, that was a scary, scary thing for him. We've talked about it a bunch. And the fact that he's playing and what this will be his third game. Yes. Played got a tackle in the MC, MTSU game, got a tackle for loss against Louisville. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now and that's another guy. It's almost like a secret weapon. He got he's got another five weeks to get himself ready to play in a bowl game and play opposite of Josh Allen or or not play maybe in place of Josh Allen. If he decides yeah. to play in the bowl game. But pretty big for Kentucky.
0: So we'll continue to track the bowl game, give you all kinds of up-to-date. We'll probably be talking to someone uh, about Penn State in more detail at some point in the upcoming weeks. We saw some tweets about the contest we are currently doing where you send us a screenshot of your review and you're entered to win a signed 8x10 of Darius Miller from the championship game. Shout-out to Justin for sending in a tweet. You should get in there too. We'll announce that at the end of this week. Be sure to be following along at LockedOnUK on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Locked on Kentucky. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle at Kyle underscore A-T-H. He's tweeting right now, so I just did his, re- did his little thing for him. Sorry. It's okay, Kyle.
1: No, I was actually reading a text from this. Is, I'll read this because it's kind of cute and sad. Uh, it was some kind of dress-up day at my uh, nephew's school, and uh, he wore a lederhosen Okay. And he's like five. He'll never hear this, so it's okay. And we got a text from uh, his aunt that said, uh, I just picked the kids up to, at school, and he said, everyone made fun of me today except for his cousins. They said I was wearing underwear, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And there we go. Also, that's kids are so cruel, even at five years old.
2: But they're, that's they're, not, they're at cruel. least,
1: that's not like, that's just... Wait, what yeah, is that? That makes you, feel sad. That's something that make you feel sad. Everybody made fun of you. Yeah, no, you I, do, I do underwear. Bear.
0: Underwear head. As long as it doesn't go forward, I mean, it, it, it hopefully, it gets nipped in the bud. It doesn't there. get a nickname from it. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Uh, as a, as a person whose last name has B and then C H at the <laughs> end, and when the elementary school principal said Curtis, bad word. Yes, really? Yes over the announcements once that one that one hung with me for a a
1: few years my last name's tucker so (laughs) what's that rhyme with
0: (laughs) all right we're gonna that's gonna end it right now thank you so much for listening to locked on kentucky please share it with someone else who enjoy thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you soon